Reeve Family Productions presents Tales from Mugglesby Town Dorothy's Story Dorothy Porridge woke up with a start one day and suddenly remembered that that day she was going to bake cupcakes. She felt very nervous because she had never made cupcakes before and didn't quite know how they would turn out. She hurriedly dressed and checked that her pink and white complexion and stripes looked pretty. For you see, Dorothy was a little vain and counted on her looks to stand out in the crowd. Oh, what a flamingo you are! She cried with pleasure. After she had put on her best teapot hat and high heels, she set out. Five minutes later, she remembered that she had not eaten any breakfast. Dorothy popped into the petrol station for a toasty to eat on the way. She soon arrived at her tea shop, Dorothy's Porridge, and saw Mrs. G, the goat, waiting anxiously for her. Mrs. G was an experienced baker and had generously offered to help her. Good morning, Dorothy, said Mrs. G kindly as they entered the shop. Well, we should make a start on the cupcakes. Let's see now. Butter, sugar, flour, bicarbonate of... Watch out! Dorothy cried in alarm, for she had seen some oil on the floor. Alas, it was too late, and Mrs. G slipped, then screamed and fell in a heap on the tiles. Dorothy rushed to Mrs. G, who was a three-legged goat, by the way, and cried, Are you all right? No, I think I might have sprained all three ankles, replied the invalid. Could you please telephone my husband and ask him to come and get me? (laughs) She bleated weakly. Mr. G soon arrived and gallantly carried his invalid wife away, like a knight carrying off his princess. Dorothy wrung her wings and wondered what to do. She had to make fifty cupcakes by ten o'clock before the cafe opened. Normally she had just served porridge and hot drinks, but today she was selling cupcakes to help raise money for the children's hospital. I guess I can do it, she said to herself. How hard can it be? She carefully read the recipe and measured out the ingredients. Whoops, forgot to put the oven on, she cried, and turned it to the hottest setting to heat it up quickly. She popped the tray of cupcakes into the oven but forgot to turn the heat down. She set about making the next batch. Suddenly, the smoke alarm went off. Dorothy got such a fright that she dropped her second batch of cakes all over the floor. She ran to the oven in a flap, opened it, and smoke poured out. She flapped her wings violently and managed to open a window. Who should be there but Mr. Rude, gawping at her? Mr. Rude was a short, squat frog, arrayed in goggles and cap. For you see, he was just about to go for an early morning drive in his motor car and thought he might grab a takeaway coffee and a little pot of porridge to go. Hello, what you doing? asked Mr. Rude. Uh, baking said Dorothy with a tremor in her voice. Oh, I thought you were burning the shop down. (laughs) I say, it was funny to see you flapping about like that, and... Mr. Rude looked like he would have liked to say more, but meeting Dorothy's eye, felt rather nervous and hastily said, Would you like me to help you? You! exploded Dorothy. You couldn't bake a cupcake in your life without burning it. She cried. Oh, couldn't I? Replied Mr. Rude, with the air of one who could, if he put his mind to it. I'll have you know that I am a second cousin of Paul Hollywood, 
and he has taught me a thing or two about cupcakes. Dorothy thought to herself, Oh well, he is the only one around and I do need help. She opened the shop door and said hurriedly, Come in, come in then. When Mr. Rood entered the kitchen, he gasped. It is just like my Uncle Gennaro's kitchen. Of course, without all the mess. He rubbed his fat paws together. Let's get cooking. That is what my brother Jamie Oliver always used to say. Suddenly, it dawned on Dorothy that Mr. Rood had a lot of famous cooks in his family, as well as all the minstrels and dancers he had boasted about before. Cooking runs in the family, explained Mr. Rood. By the way, did I tell you that Darcy Bustle is my great-aunt and my great-great-great-uncle was Strauss and my great-great-great-great-grandfather was Mozart? Oh, what a pack of lies! Dorothy laughed. But seriously, can you help me? You shall see what you shall see, (laughs) chuckled Mr. Rood. Quick as a flash, he turned into a whirlwind and made five batches of perfect cupcakes and cleaned up the kitchen in no time. Dorothy extended a wing to pick up a cupcake for icing. Not yet, snapped Mr. Rood, slapping her wing with his paw. We must wait until they cool. Do you want them to be a big dribbly mess? They had a cup of tea together while the cakes cooled, and Mr. Rood told Dorothy of his actual family, which was really rather ordinary. But his mother had been a brilliant baker and taught him all the basics. Mr. Rood went out onto the street and shouted at the top of his voice, Best cupcakes in town! Only two and tuppence a cake! All money going towards the children's hospital! The news spread like wildfire and the townspeople told their friends, and their friends told their neighbours, and one neighbour told Mr Blingy, the mayor. Half an hour later, all the cakes were gone. Mr Blingy made an announcement on the radio for everyone to come to the town hall at three o'clock for an awards ceremony. At three o'clock, everyone grouped at the town hall, and Dorothy was invited onto the stage. Mr Blingy, who happened to be a zebra, arrived, and clip-clopped onto the stage. Please give a hand for Dorothy Porridge! She is awarded a trophy for raising money for the children's hospital by baking the best cupcakes this town has ever eaten. The crowd cheered. Mr. Rood looked at Mr. Blingy with indignation. I baked those cupcakes! Mr. Rood blurted out. Yes, it is true, Mr. Blingy, said Dorothy. Mr. Rood baked the lot. I only ice them. Well, I never, exclaimed Blingy. You'd better come up onto the stage too. I hereby present another trophy to Mr. Rood for his services to the community. Three cheers for Mr. Rood! As the cheers rang out, Mr. Rood beamed from ear to ear. He had finally been given an award from the mayor and he had not even had to swindle it. He had actually earned it himself. Written by Eliana Margaret Reeve, aged eight.